Minister Anthony Albanese will arrive in Europe later today for a NATO summit, which is expected to be dominated by discussions about the war in Ukraine. Leaders from NATO nations and key partners such as Australia are gathering in Spain to discuss challenges facing the alliance, including the effects on global security from Russia's military invasion. Mr Albanese will also travel to Paris to meet French President Emmanuel Macron and has been invited to visit the Ukrainian capital of Kiev. He says he is still taking advice on whether or not it's safe to visit the besieged country. We want to make sure uh, that it is safe to do so and that we're not uh, placing Australian service personnel at risk. Uh, by undertaking such a journey. It certainly is appreciated, the fact that President Zelensky has made this invitation to Australia. The leaders of the G7 group of the world's biggest economies have announced a massive investment program for developing countries to rival China's Belt and Road Initiative. Their mobilising means more than $850 billion in public and private funds over the next five years for vital infrastructure. US President Joe Biden says the infrastructure spend will improve lives around the world. Collectively, we aim to mobilise nearly $600 billion from the G7 by 2027. These strategic investments are areas of critical to sustainable development, and our shared global stability. And leading Democrats are seeking to turn last week's Supreme Court decision, which overturned Roe v. Wade, into a rallying cry for the November midterm elections, warning of a grim consequences for women, contraception and gay marriage if Republicans regain control of Congress. Democratic Senator Elizabeth Warren says the Supreme Court has lost its legitimacy, calling on Democrats to take action and force an increase on the number of justices to prevent the court's conservative majority from instituting further restrictions. This court has lost legitimacy. They have burned whatever legitimacy they may still have had after their gun decision, after their voting decision, after their union decision. They just took the last of it and set a torch to it with the Roe versus Wade opinion. I believe we need to get some confidence back in our court, and that means we need more justices on the United States Supreme Court. In a 5-4 to four ruling powered by its conservative majority, the High Court overturned the 1973 landmark decision that had recognised a woman's right to an abortion and had legalised it nationwide for nearly half a century. The decision was greeted as a stunning victory by anti-abortion Republicans and other conservatives, while Democrats and anti-abortion and rights activists protested what they described as a step backwards for the rights of American women. Most reputable polls conducted showed that overturning the Roe v. Wade decision is largely unsupported by Americans across the United States. 
Finance Minister Katie Gallagher says she's willing to have a constructive discussions with independent MPs about their staffing numbers. Independent MPs and senators have expressed alarm at plans to slash the number of staff they are allocated from four down to one. It's understood some are considering withholding votes in Parliament to protest against the decision. Speaking to the ABC, Senator Gallagher says the government is open to talking about numbers but withholding votes is too far. I would find it extraordinary that there would be sort of, you know, threats essentially to withhold um, the passage of legislation based on a disagreement about resourcing a parliament office. At least four people have been killed and hundreds injured after a stand collapsed during a bullfight in central Colombia. Footage has emerged showing the wooden stand filled with spectators falling down at a stadium in the municipality of El Spileno, followed by people running away in panic. The incident happened during a traditional coral jaff event when members of the public are encouraged into the ring to engage the bulls. There are fears that the death toll will rise further. And Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky has appealed to the people of Belarus to resist cooperating with the Russian military. Belarus hosts Russian military units and was used as a staging ground before Russia invaded Ukraine, but its own troops have not crossed the border. Russia has shattered weeks of relatively calm in the Ukrainian capital with long-range missiles fired toward Kiev early Sunday. An apparent Kremlin show of force as Western leaders meet in Europe to strengthen their military and economic support of Ukraine. In a video address, President Zelensky spoke of the civilian casualties that have resulted from this latest strike. Russia today again hit Kyiv with missiles, early in the morning. The Second Army of the World triumphantly defeated a kindergarten and an apartment building. A man died, he was only 37 years old. There are wounded, among them a girl named Zenya. She is seven years old, the daughter of the deceased. Now she is in Okhmadit. Her mother was also wounded. By the way, she is a citizen of Russia. And people have been injured and a house has been destroyed after an explosion in the UK city of Birmingham. Emergency services have been called to the incident in the area of King Standing. One house was destroyed and several others were significantly damaged, as well as nearby cars. Casualties were reported, but the number and severities of their injuries is currently unknown. And the Sydney Harbour Tunnel has been closed southbound due to protest action by climate activists. Hundreds of protesters are marching through the Sydney CBD this morning, causing significant traffic disruptions. The protests have been organised by the group Blockade Australia, who say they are trying to raise awareness about climate change. A man has locked himself onto a car in the Sydney Harbour Tunnel as part of the protest. Police have closed southbound lanes of the tunnel and all traffic is being diverted to the Sydney Harbour Bridge. An emergency order has been issued to stop the movement of bees across New South Wales after the deadly parasite Varroa mite was discovered. 
Agricultural Minister de Gaulle Saunders issued the order late yesterday saying no bees will be allowed to be moved across New South Wales. The tiny reddish-brown parasites have the potential to decimate an industry that's worth $70 million annually. Varroa mite was detected at the port of Newcastle on Friday by the State Department of Primary Industries, which is now investigating potentially contaminated hives outside an initial 50-kilometre biosecurity zone. A property near Trangy in central western New South Wales will be inspected and containment and control activities will be carried out throughout today. And now to sport. Nick Kyrgios is imploring his Australian support cast to dream big and seize the moment when Wimbledon finally returns with full crowds later today. The All England Club will be at capacity for the first time since pre-COVID 2019 as eight Australians open their campaigns on day one of the championships. A former quarter-finalist in slick grass court torch touched this summer, Kyrgios shapes as Australia's only genuine title threat in the absence of retired reigning women's champion Ash Barty. But the talisman is convinced Australia's eight other players in the men's draw, including 19th seed Alex Demonor, are also capable of making runs. And now a look at the weather for this Monday. And Perth, a shower or two, 23. Adelaide, partly cloudy, 15. Melbourne, similar conditions, 13. Hobart, partly cloudy, 11. Canberra, similar conditions and 12. Wollongong, partly cloudy, 15. Sydney, a shower or two, 17. Newcastle, a shower or two, developing, 18. Brisbane, partly cloudy, 23. Cairns, cloudy, 26. Darwin, similar and 31 degrees. Want to hear more stories like this? Listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from.